Now you're going to fucking sing it With to Look, I can do that just by... With Let's all to advance Australia fair. I'm going to delete it later, you know. In joyful strains, then let us sing Advance... I don't think they're interesting. Australia... It is Anzac Day. The affair. It's a cool Saturday evening in the People's Republic after a hot day of fiscally responsible Pro League hockey action. Matt's mystery file and the conversations that start when you can't play hockey. And welcome to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee, and joining me each week, my captain of commentary, Matt Allen. I'm just loving the superlatives at the moment, John. We got them earlier on the live broadcast with the fiscally responsible pro league. This is show 141, John. Do you know what 141 is? No. My favourite hockey sixes formation. Oh, fantastic work. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, are you sure you... You don't want to make it just one four? No, no. Um, it's been great not to hear anything about Hockey Fives, though, isn't it? For a good month <laughs> or so now. Just Very long. happy with that. Is that because we're not bringing it up? No, no. Just the general conversation. It's, it's gone, isn't it? It has. It seems to have. Welcome to the Reverse Stick. Hope you're all doing well. Everybody's staying safe and uh, managing uh, to stay well, if not sane, during this uh, rather crazy period of time. Oh, it's unprecedented times, John. <laughs> it's the strangest of times. Uh, these are very, very unsettling times we are in at the moment. Uh, we're ploughing on. The fiscally responsible Pro League is ploughing on as well. Oh, way great, great action there this evening. We're very we'll lucky to, to be soon. to be here in the People's Republic, being very w- well looked after. There's some wonderful people here. They do anything for hockey as well, John. Um, as you, 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 if you caught the live stream earlier, you saw the stadium was back. It was pristine. A lot of trouble last week. Terrible weather. Rumours of cloud seeding from some nefarious um, characters from different high-profile sporting organisations. John, I'm not going to point any really? fingers. Yes, seeds. Indeed. Do you get seeds from flowers? Man? No, no, no. We, oh, you might be onto something there, John. Um, but we got we got away with it tonight. Eight games played back to back. It was fantastic. We had the president in the crowd at one stage, John, wearing two hats. Um, he does that sometimes. Very man. soon after, the one hat had been knocked off, but it was fantastic. You can catch it on our Facebook page. Just check out the reverse stick. You can find us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just ch- just church. Just, just, church. Check out, just check out the reverse stick. And uh, it's great to be coming to you live tonight, courtesy of the uh, People's Republic and the government and officials there. Well, uh, look, the, the, the hospitality's been fantastic. Personal security, Matt, uh, we've, we've been surrounded by armed guards all week. Everywhere we've gone, we've been surrounded by armed guards. Yeah, that, it's just that, been fantastic hospitality. That was because of your behaviour last week, though, John. What they have done, though, is they've laid some absolutely brand-new fibre-optic opt- fibre cables yep. through the ocean, um, just past your little place in the bay there, you know. Near Singapore. Be- beautiful little spot. My auntie's place. Un- un- underground. They can... Look, 
John's been a, he's been a bit coy here. We've been gifted a holiday home each uh, here in the People's Republic, we which have. has been most welcome. We're, we're we're loving it there. But just yeah, past your place, underneath the ocean, all the way to the uh, the internet hub to uh, ensure that it was trouble free for the game and it's trouble free this evening for our live coverage all the way back. And thankfully, we don't have to share a room anymore. We don't, but we should get to this. News. I think it's safe now to drop our commentators' voices, Matt, and uh, just just talk about uh, what were the headline stories from today's fiscally responsible Pro League. Well, we of course, towards the end, we had Australia versus New Zealand in the Anzac Day clashes. Lovely minute silence. And there was a bit of a clash going on. In the men's game, absolutely. A bit of controversy there. There was controversy throughout the day, though. There was a couple of instances, maybe in that New Zealand game on one, uh, I can't even think the game now, but earlier on in the day, goals weren't recorded straight away. and um, Or goals were recorded before action a, a, had taken a, a role had taken place in the hockey dice, yeah. It was some um, shocking uh, scenes, actually, and they, they're worthy of more investigation. Um, I think so. I think, you know, I've, I've, we, obviously we don't have anything to do with the um, officiating side of things and management of the competition. Uh, oh, no, we're totally divorced from it. But uh, I believe that there, that there may be some protests going in from some of the sides. Um, Danny Carey, uh, we spoke about, was um, very, yeah. anima- oh. very animated on the sidelines, unhappy yes. with some decisions in that game. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a protest comes in from GB. Well, um, I have heard that there is footage of uh, of Danny uh, talking to the officials after the game. I'm sure we'll be able to get our hands on that later during the week. And I'm looking forward to the uh, tribunal as well, which I believe we might be allowed to attend. Well, hopefully. We can get some cameras in there, John. That's right. Uh, uh, results, if you missed them. Women, China 6, USA 5, GB 2, Netherlands 8. A hat-trick from Ava to Herder there. Belgium 4, Germany 3, and Australia 4, New Zealand 7. Also a hat-trick from Olivia Merry for the Black Sticks in that final game there in the Anzac Day clash. Over to the men's results from today. India 9, Spain 4, Great Britain 1, Argentina 4, Germany 2, Belgium 7, and Australia 4, New Zealand 2. Like you said, a little bit of argy-bargy. Two penalty strokes, uh, one apiece for either side in that final quarter of that game. Um, they ended up going off the field. Um, well, they were an arm in arm. They By were, the time they, they got to the sideline, they were arm in arm. There was some nasty stuff towards the end of the game, but arm in arm, arm, in arm going off the field. A bit of a cuddle, and uh, I'm sure they went off to the bar to share a, a, I, a cool, I think a cool the, beverage. You know, for everything that happened on the field, the biggest contest of the night was the boat race after. No doubt, John. Better than the boat that was in the f- in the middle of the field before uh, the game. But, you know, after last weekend's terrible weather. So how do the tables look, man? That's a very good question. I'll put my commentator voice back on. How do the tables look? India men how do the are tables look, at mate? the top of the wazza. Um, <laughs> the what? wazza. Everybody <laughs> said, "What's a wazza?" Remember, the majority of people that listen to this podcast actually live outside of Australia. So, was it might be a com, uh, you know, it's a, something a bit hard to grab hold of, right? Let, me, let me let me find the tables here. Most John. Australians can find no difficulty in grabbing their was it just by the quad. Let's go to the women's table first. I'll just go through the top four there, John. Netherlands on fifteen points, slightly ahead. Six games played of Argentina on fourteen, also six games. China seven games played on fourteen points. 
and then we go down, Ooh. we go down New Zealand, Belgium, Germany, Australia, all within a point of each other. GB on six, USA, they're out of it. Zero points at the bottom. There's a chance for everybody still to get that fourth spot there, John. Lots of great action coming up in the fiscally responsible pro league. Next week promises to be a very interesting round. Uh, just over to the men. Which you'll be able to catch live from 6 men's table. Australian Western Standard Time next Saturday. That's right. Uh, midday Central European Time uh, on Facebook Live. India, top of the table. 15 points, 5 wins, just the one loss. 33 goals for 19 against Belgium in second on, tw- on 12 points. Netherlands also on 12 points, slightly behind on goal difference. Spain then on, on 10 points. Then we go Germany, GB, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand. 8 to 5 points amongst them. Anybody can still be in with a chance here, John. Oh, well, look, uh, yeah, I know uh, I predicted Australia won't make it, and I, sti- I stick by that, but I still think they're foxing. I-, I think Australia might be about to throw the sucker punch come the, um, you know, fiscally responsible Olympic Games. Plenty of action yet to come. Hashtag FRPL. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials. A um, couple of other bits of news, John. Euro Hockey Championships... 2021 um, dates have been announced uh, the men Belgium England Spain France Germany Netherlands Russia and Wales in Amsterdam from the 20th to the 29th of August championship twos in Niesno in Poland championship that's uh, 1st to 7th of August championship three in Lusada in Portugal 1st to 7th of August also the, on those dates in Cordin is the men's championship four uh, women's championship Belgium, England, Spain, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands and Scotland. That's in Amsterdam, 20th to the 29th of August. Championship 2 in Prague, uh, in Lipovci, in Slov- Slovakia. Yeah, you're going to have to Or Slovenia, that sorry. Uh, yeah. That's Championship 3, also on the 1st to 7th no, of August. And the 21s have been announced there in Europe as well. 15th to the 17th of January, uh, Junior Men's Championship, Austria, Czech Republic, Czechia, Italy, Poland, Russia, <laughs> Switzerland, Slovakia. It was, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Turkey, uh, that's in, yeah, in the Czech Republic. Divi 2 is in Portugal, same date. A week later, the Women's Championship in Zurich, Austria, Belarus, uh, Czechia. Poland, Russia, Switzerland, Turkey, and the Ukraine. That's the 22nd to the 24th of Jan. And in Zveti, even Zelina in Croatia, John. 22nd to the 24th. That's Women's Junior Championship 2. If we ever do a reverse stick world tour, you know where we're going. Zleti. Oh, we're going. We're, we're there. We're going to go to the we're most, the, the places we've struggled most with pronouncing. pronouncing. Yeah, definitely. Um, good news though. I mean, look, looking ahead, it's good to see some bright lights ahead of it. And uh, let's face it, Matt, if those games end up getting cancelled, we're all in a deep amount of... Uh-huh. Anyway. I'm Reece Smith, and you're listening to the Reversing Podcast. Blow her home. Hello, Hopo! You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. It's time for Matt's <laughs> Mystery or, File. Already? Have we not got more to talk about before we get there? All right, we, oh. can, we can go to the Mystery File. No, John. I want to go to the Mystery File. Then we'll talk about it. Do we stuff. not go to the Mystery File once we 
run out of other things to talk about. No, I reckon this is, is this one of the highlights be... of the show, the mystery. After last week's revelations... Is this going to be the shortest show ever? No. What I want you to do is do the same thing you did last week, what right, I said. Okay. And you went, what are you talking... You looked at me with your eyes like, what are you talking about? And I telemetrically, whatever it is, right, said to your eyes back, here's the mystery grab file. that file behind you, pull out yeah, one yeah, of those yeah, old right, hockey circles. Here, I'm, I'm wheeling the file. Here we okay, go. pull out an old <laughs> hockey circle and you have to be quiet. open you have to it be, up. Just be quiet. Because oh. you got to smell the paper, No, no I've got to, got to hear the... No, it's all in sense, Matt. You've got to smell the paper. All right, let's have a look. Let's pull one out. Yeah, just rattle that for a bit of effect. Let's look. It at is the, a big mystery file. It must be. Said. What is the year on this one? We are June nineteen fifty nine. Volume go. Volume seven, number two. Okay. Um, oh, we're going to go to our reader's right page. That's page three. Uh, oh, this is a good headline for a start. This well, you're, you're like this. Cheating before you start. Cheating at the bullies, sir. <laughs> I heard a leading representative player apologise to an umpire the other day. The player defending a penalty bully had only tapped the stick twice, but it was done so expertly that the innocent umpire thought the defender had really won the penalty bully. The player was sporting enough to apologise afterwards, and in defence of his action he said, Oh, everyone does it these days. (laughs) Love the bully chat. Um, Too too fast for... See, the umpire's at fault there, Matt. Too fast for veterans. Sir... I'm frankly amazed at this criticism regarding rough hockey tactics. Oh, yeah? Most of it is, I'm afraid, coming from veterans who just can't, <laughs> who just can't adapt themselves to the speed of modern hockey. Grounds, stick work, and players are so much faster than 20 years ago, and everything including tackling has been speeded up to such an extent that our older officials are becoming bewildered. That's from Jay Bullen in Stafford. They're classic. Uh, what else have we got here? Not uh, that I give, necessarily agree give, with them, give India hockey a break. Sir, is it the policy of your magazine to belittle Indian hockey? If, as reported, the standard of Indian hockey is on the decline, this should be a matter of regret. The world should, all, should be always grateful to India for producing the class of players who have lifted hockey to the highest level as a spectator sport. G. Herbert Wellington. Well, G. Herbert, you'll be pleased to know if we look at the results from the fiscally responsible oh, Pro League this year yeah, that yeah. India are proving that they are, well, at the moment, that the world's leading tossers, Matt. Indeed. Oh, just fantastic. The wrist, the wrist action. Um, rollers, rollers, tossers and flickers. Let's get it right, John. It, it, they've got a much more rounded game. It's not just about the tossing with them. Well, for a long time, they were wondering how they could be bigger tossers than the Europeans. And I think they've found the formula with Graham Reid. Indeed. Look, I'm going to stop reading this now, John, because we're going to talk about proper hockey things that are happening today, not those that were happening in 1959. <laughs> You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Um, okay, should we get serious now? Oh, I've got you a might big... have noticed that we're talking slightly differently because it is time to actually get serious. Yeah, well, I've I've got a lot to go through. I've got a big list, John. Um, I wasn't as prepared as I wanted to be because I spent so much time preparing for tonight's broadcast for the fiscally responsible pro league. But that's okay. Don't we're, make me start talking in that voice we're, again. We're, we're, Let's get it back down to serious. We're right? in lockdown. The family don't need to see me. It's fine. Um. No, we're not in lockdown. Not in the People's Republic. 
No, that's what I'm saying. You know, family don't need to see me. You know, I'm just here in the studio with you all the time. I can't even get a FaceTime call to, you know, back home with them. Yeah, it's a very small caravan too. Sad. Surprise, Um, survive. No, but we're going back to the beach property afterwards. Um, (laughs) couple of things. Uh, getting back on the hockey field, uh, a tweet from the hook, Stephen Finn later earlier on. Interesting is hockey a contact or non-contact sport? That's in, um, relation to, uh, an announcement from the Sport Island Chief Executive John what? I always find that that question is a matter of perspective, Matt. It depends whether you're the contactor or the contactee. Well, we know that hockey is a non-contact sport, but the the example, what he's talking about here is that non-contact outdoor sports will be a priority when restrictions are being lifted. Um, interesting thing from Stephen there. I noticed that the Dutch um, top-level stuff is done, but they're already looking about the dates for phasing in different stages of junior hockey, different age groups, different uh, um, numbers of players that are available, different restrictions within those groups, potentially some junior games to happen, parents not allowed to go in, um, but to you know be, be on the outer and not, not allowed into the stadiums. So there's stuff that's, the conversations are starting to be had, they're had, being had here in Australia at the moment. Um, it, I think we've just got to be prepared wherever we are in the world for things to be phased in. Don't be upset if some group of people or juniors or, or masters or wh- wh- whatever the group might get playing before you. Please just be patient because it will come around. But there's, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be done differently everywhere, isn't it? Well, yeah, you wonder why it would be done differently everywhere. That's another conversation and argument to be had. Also, just, uh, Back to the core idea of physical of hockey being a, a physical sport or not, can you play hockey the way that we would like it to be played? Oh yeah, and, and most people seem to think that they like attacking hockey and strong defending. Can you play it like that if uh, you take contact totally out of the game? Like perhaps, I mean, I think of a sport like basketball, and I and. That gets a bit physical once you get to the NBA, the top levels and stuff like that. I mean, where do we draw the line between physical contact? And that's another nominally non-contact sport, basketball. Mm. Okay, so where do, where do we draw the line between incidental contact that should be allowed or is there no contact at all like netball? I mean, you can't even breathe on someone and you get an infraction in netball. These are the sorts of conversations that have to start First, and exactly where we're drawing lines before we start experimenting with it. Well, I tell you one. Let's have a look at one idea. Let's experiment with that one, one, one idea at a time, rather than having little hodgepodges going on. I've got what, one idea, and the first version of our game to come back to playing should be walking hockey. And the reason, the re- the reason, no, but is the re- that non-contact? No, no it's no, no, not no, about no. the pace. No, no, it's no, not no, about no, no. Pace. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. So, you, so, so you just put in the provisor. It, it, it's, it's non-tackle. So, and, and, and you can play that game very, very, you can, honestly, you can play that game very easily with having a, a no tackle policy. People are still moving. They're still keeping distance from each other. They're playing the sport. They're getting together. They're physically distancing off the field and make sure that, you know, obviously that, that Wait happens a as well. Okay. We'll go back and, and non, non tackle. What does a non tackle game mean? I should just, you, just sh- sh- you, sh- you shadow and position, remember? Because, no, uh, well, hang on. Particularly hang on. with walking no, hockey, because it is a slower pace. Hang on. Shadow and position. So, if a person is coming down the, down the field with the ball, walking, yeah. at, um, 
parallel to the sideline, yeah. and I stand in front of them, yeah. what happens? You've got to back off, just like you would do. Why for... do I have to back off? Because they're moving into your, into your space. It doesn't matter. So, but, got, but wait you... a sec. If I'm standing there you've got to... and they come into my space, you've got who to... backs off? You... That's no, what no, I mean about no, tackle. No, you, so do you I just off. let someone walk through until they no, score so, a goal? So in walking hockey, you do a three-metre distance anyway, not a five-metre distance. Well, so whatever have... that is, is so irrelevant. So you just have to shadow at three metres away. Where where does the contest come into it? They, they just put... walk in and throw it into the goal. No, because you you can stop at the the goal line, let's say, or within a, well, in, a, just... in a defensive <laughs> oh, area. It's just one. Yeah, it's one I'll little just rule. wait until I come back. No, but that there's it's a one, sort it's, of no. It's just no, one. That's, that's one. That's one little rule that you could put in. So if they're moving it's into one your space, like, yeah. yeah well, that's space, what I'm getting about. We don't want to make it too technical as well. We often talk about the idea of not making it too technical. No, I think I think that's something that could work, particularly that the pace of the game. You could maintain physical distancing, still, okay, get, your, still get your exercise. No, you couldn't. What? You're talking about in, in, uh, playing a game that's for people that have... Uh, I'm talking about the other end. What do you mean? Well, who have a lack of mobility as opposed to an excess of mobility. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm, and what we were talking about is getting back into the game. And I was telling you, my idea is the one thing that should start first is walking hockey because you can actually... No, all hockey should start. There's nothing that precludes walking hockey no, you from have to manage any this. other no, sort of... No, no, You've got to you manage... You can't just say, oh, because you're only playing walking hockey, you can, you're allowed to congregate in groups and you, stuff. You, no, you move things steadily, don't you? you no, move things steadily. you course, just allow people to go back and play hockey. No, of course not. No, that's rubbish. If you... If you've got a format of the game that you can play, that you can keep some physical distancing measures in place, restrict the numbers on the field, you're only playing five a side anyway, then that's something but that could happen as to... opposed to oh, play, playing yeah, 11 okay. a side hockey. Good luck. Yep. It, well, it can. It's fact. It's fact. No, it's not of fact. Of course it is. How is it fact? Because I've, I've just explained the model to you. You can, you can, you're that's something like that could happen. now. That is something that could happen, as opposed to going out well, and training, fact. training with groups of 20, 20 players playing full-on, full-contact oh, yeah, okay. hockey. Well, go out and organise. I will. Not you, not yeah, you. But I will, but... though, won't I? That's the thing. No. Yes. No. <laughs> okay. Who organises walking hockey at our club? Yeah, walking hockey's one thing. What I'm talking about is specifically the no-tackle thing. I'm not talking about you being able to organise walking hockey. I'm talking about... And no tackle. I, as I don't a, think, I don't, the person just walks in, scores a goal. There's no fun in that. There's no fun in in taking the the um, contest out of the game. And that's what you do when you have rules like that. You take you find, the fun out. Of you've, it. You've, John, no, you wait. I don't even think this should stay in, man. This is a ridiculous conversation. No, I don't think it is. Yeah, I, Isn't I, the content I, what, I what keeps you in the game? If you if you just have to keep backing off someone until so you, they walk you into can't, you've got to shoot outside of a five meter area, or you just build something yeah, into it. You so, adapt but, the rules just like you would do in a training situation with with small groups. Right, we'll change it up. We'll do this with rules. We'll do that with rules. Um, it's one touch. It's what, what, whatever it might be. Well, well, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, oh well, yeah. You should hear the other stuff that goes off here, folks. <laughs> This is Pumele Lambande, captain of the champion Blind River Bunters, and you are listening to the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. John Lee's talking to you. Matt Allen about to. Do, do uh, check out Tyron Jabu's rebranded uh, Hockey 24-7 podcast, now Hockey the Podcast. Lots of hockey podcasts out there, John. New one from Tom Craig, the help side. 
the current kookaburra talking to uh, teammates and hockey people he knows from around the world. Emily Defroyne, Cupper and Anatta. Maddie Hinch was on that this week. And uh, Phil Roper and Brendan Creed from GB Hockey. They've got a, a new pot out. Oh. Lots going on. Off the backboard, had a good NHS fundraiser with Nick Irving on there the other day. So great to see that the hockey podcast world is expanding. Well, everybody's getting out there. They've got a bit of extra time. Well, that's it. Talking uh, about it. Sam Ward's Enjoy fi- it, folks. Sam Ward's finished up his uh, um, isolation Olympics, but it's gone global. And British sport have taken it on, and all sorts of things are happening with it. I think with maybe with the Red Cross, or, or um, there's some charities involved there. Uh, TikTok have praised his ingenuity. Dare we say influencer, Matt? Sam Ward, in doubt. Uh, no doubt. In doubt. No, no doubt. No, absolutely no doubt. Fantastic. Lots of uh, getting lots of traction with it, so and uh, that's great that it's. I think it's being turned into a bit of a, a fundraising thing over there. Uh, Hockey Wales awards have just happened there. Congrats to all the winners um, of the uh, the 2019 annual awards. What else we got down here, John? Commiserations. I know you've got plenty, actually. Um, <laughs> I know you've got plenty. Well, <laughs> did we mention Alan Forsyth's kit raffle last week? Uh, I don't know, but do, you might as well mention it again. Do check out, I think it's Forsyth7 on Twitter and uh, um, get behind that. He's raised five or six grand for a load of um, international kit and sticks and all sorts of wonderful things. Should we get to the uh, the big issues, John? Uh, I think we should, but we should uh, separate ourselves slightly, I think. This is the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. My name's John Lee. I'm Alan, and uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the most recent post from the FIH regarding the Pro League, John. The uh, we missed Sir Tom Moore, FIH Pro League. He gets two weeks. Um, Lausanne, Switzerland, due to ongoing uncertainties surrounding the COVID-19 global health <laughs> pandemic. And in agreement with the 11 participating national associations, the second edition of the FIH Pro League is being extended through to June 2021, the International Hockey Federation has announced. Well, that's good, John. Is uh, it? To, sorry, what, where are we now? January, February, the 4th, January, February, January, February, March, April, May, June. So we've got another 14 months of Pro League, thank God, you're not doing a totally pro league podcast anymore. That would be unbearable. It's an interesting announcement when you consider that. Okay, we must state that the the idea we've proposed is that they just scrub it all out for this year, forget it never ever happened. That's the way it goes, and start again a fresh new year, which would have seen them start still around January, February. No Olympics. Well, the Olympics would be involved again so they basically could have gone on with the same calendar so I'm thinking they're not sure whether people will be travelling again and allowed to travel internationally well some countries have already said no top sport until September well, until September at least yeah well, uh, we're up there with those sorts of countries but what I'm getting at is that they don't think they can confidently predict that they'll get everybody, every country on board for international travel by what would have been the due date if you just moved it to next year and started in January, whatever it was early, mid-January, wasn't it? It started this year? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, therefore, because we can't guarantee that until at this stage, at least until such and such a time, why don't we just 
Harry on the fixture. It's a it's a big time. It's, it's a big oh. time frame. And um, even more concerning is 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 the time frame being put for the the third instalment of the pro league. Like like what? we like we're going to get there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's starting in September. Now bearing in mind we've got the Olympics in between the end of the pro league and the start of the pro league. Starting in September and running through to June the next year. Another ten month calendar for it. We talk about too much international... A 10-month calendar for too, nine teams. We, well, or 18, well, no, but no, nine. Could be more. Could be more by then, John. And maybe we've got... Or Pro League 2 is included yeah. there. Don't forget Pro League's 2. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're on to But that's going to be a bit more tournament-based rather than the, the extensive travel. Well, the airline industry is going to need some injection of uh, funds, isn't it, to <laughs> yeah, keep things going over is. the next 12 months. So on the decision, uh, FIH C- uh, CEO Thierry Veal said, with the world facing a health crisis like nothing in living memory, predicting a date for when the current competition will restart is almost impossible at this time. Despite the difficult circumstances, these wholly necessary discussions between FIH and the participating national associations were both positive and constructive. We all believe we have found the correct path forward regarding the current edition of the FIH Hockey Pro League, giving ourselves additional time to play the matches whilst all also re- re- relieving pressure on both the athletes and the calendar for 2021. doesn't sound like that, but uh, looking ahead to the remainder of the 20, 2021 season and beyond, the changes that will be introduced for Season 3 are another significant step in the evolution of this fantastic competition. Oh, hold your horses. <laughs> the honest and open dialogue that we have with our NAs enables us to mould the FIH Hockey Pro League in a way that works for all. It's, it's malleable, John. Isn't that beautiful? And I want, to place a, I want to place on record my personal thanks to all everyone. Sorry? I want to place on record my personal thanks to Just all everyone. typo, mate. All everyone for their efforts to find a workable. You mean that wasn't an interview, John? <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure it's a typo, Matt. Yeah, well, I'd, look, I'd like to put forward my thanks to all everyone as well that listens to this show, particularly our Patreons. If you'd oh, like yes. to support us, if you'd like to support our hockey podcast endeavours, please do go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. Yes, can all there. Unbelievable. Well, there we go. So we've got two, uh, well, we've got a really long season this season, and then we're planning for an even longer season than we planned for for this season. But uh, do we... What? Who cares about what's going on with club hockey, with regional hockey? What, how does this um, place things like Hockey One in Australia, this competition that isn't going to play season two, it's going to play season three, which is going to be affected straight away by players not being involved because of pro league commitments? Uh, you asked some interesting questions, Matt Allen. Well, and uh, let, let's go back to just... Number one, the pro league. Um, in in some so they continue, ways, so they've got to continue, haven't they? Because otherwise, they lose any any um, payment for bro- for broadcast deals. Yeah, but you're still pl- splitting it across two years. So whether you suck it up for one and and lose it and gain it the next, or well, is it because the money- broadcast money is not going to change because they play one league over two years? They're still going to miss a year out of two years worth of broadcast contract would any of broadcast money money be paid already I would, thought. would it be paid already and if things weren't completed would some of that have to be paid back are you asking me to comment on unsubstantiated rumors I've no heard? no 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 not at all no no okay. i don't know no would would you expect there'd be an upfront payment on some of the broadcast deal or would that be i don't know come I'm, not, I'm not i'm not no i don't know either that's, i'm just hypothesizing I don't, I don't know who's privy to the the deals that are signed because apparently um 
they would be all like, what's that, you know, commercial blah, blah stuff? Confidentiality. Confidentiality. Yeah. Despite the fact that I pay a fee to the Hockey Australia who is there for, and aligned with the FIH and, and the money trail that goes on there, who knows? Yeah, I, reckon, I would have I thought that I had three a, cents. I reckon about I, three cents of your money goes to the I FIH. I don't give a shit, but it's three cents worth of, <laughs> it is, it is three cents worth of me deserve, it's like being a three shareholder in a company. I deserve to see the f- books. I nearly slipped it out. I don't swear very often, like full on swear. <laughs> <laughs> nearly slipped it out then. You got excited with tonight's games, didn't you? I did. And, and probably spent a little bit too long in the bar on the pink champagne with the big After wigs. The games? Yeah, well, yeah, you're having a good yeah, chat with couple. the president there and the CEO and Indiana Jones. I, I saw I, you I in look, there. I don't know how he balances them. Quite honestly, what, it's t- an amazing feat. The books or the two hats on his head? Both. You are listening. Oh, you do it. You do it. No, you, you haven't let me have a go tonight. No, I haven't. I've been very possessive. Hi, I'm Matt Allen. <laughs> you may know me from such podcasts as Push Past Pundits and The Reverse Stick, <laughs> the Global Hockey Podcast. I'd just like to say I was. Uh, um, I did have that little meeting with Backers, Rugs and Plugs of Disti- <laughs> Distinction uh, last week, John, between shows. I have recorded a, um, an advert for them. Um, you might have caught it on the live broadcast earlier on. If you didn't, you, you probably should because it's, uh, it's a ringing endorsement for the quality of the service you get from the guys at Backers. And I do have to declare they helped me out, John. I didn't pay anything for it. And this is, um, I guess, you know, um, a bit of payola here going on um, with this announcement. But, but you know... We're not an independent broadcaster. No, we are an independent broadcaster, but we can say what the how we like. We don't have to balance it, do we? So no balance whatsoever. If, required, if, yeah. yeah, if you've got hair problems, guys, you, you, you're low on confidence. Check out Backers Rugs and Plugs of Distinction. They'll they'll help you out. Quite honestly, quite genuinely. I, I look at that advertisement as more like a uh, a really revealing documentary, Matt. Uh-huh. I actually I see it as part two of a really revealing documentary, and I think. Um, uh, part one, um, did Hitler escape? Was um, <laughs> just perfectly backed up. <laughs> You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Some, we should get back uh, mate, to talking about serious stuff. Some great reading this week. The super uh, good article from Todd Williams uh, in the Hockey Paper. Pretty scathing and quite rousing on uh, the state of hockey in England at the moment and uh, comments on the Bisham Abbey system, the club system and where that all lies with the concentration of the power balance in England hockey and uh, yeah, check that out on the hockey paper um, Malaysian umpires, good good little read, don't know what this is about I always love going back to Malaysia this is from Jugjek Singh in uh, New Straits Times Stop! Reading fake news on websites managed by irresponsible and agenda-driven individuals. That's a good little um, thing to kick off there. Um, MHC Vice President Ranjit Singh, who's also the association's umpires committee chairman, said it unbecoming of them to claim that the allowances last year for international grade umpires have yet to be set up by the MHC. This goes on. There's some dubious websites in, in, involved here, John. However, <laughs> like what the reverse. The matter is under process, now. and they will get their allowances soon. Is the uh, the end like go on no i was Good. just going to stick my finger up and i i reckon there's going to be a story that you're going to bring up in just a second or two or not far away that um will have serious ramifications of what goes on within asian hockey over the coming months 
Uh, which story am I going to go to? Oh, don't, I'm not going to allude to that. You just go through the stories as you would, but I'm um, sure you're going to bring it up. Reposted something today on the socials um, from Sundeep Misra in uh, First Post. Was it? First? Yeah, in First Post, Indian uh, publication. COVID is uh, obviously restricting coaches all over the world, and Sundeep's done a great job getting in touch yes, with Yes, great. Um, yeah. A swathe. I don't, I, we can't really go through all of it, but, but check out uh, our socials because we, re, we reposted stuff. Uh, but he spoke to Terry Walsh, a uh, friend of the show. Was that, was that you then? Was that, oh, no. Maggie, podcast dog, Security. you're terrible. Take her out of here. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> lots of questions on, um, I don't know where I start with it, John. I, I, <laughs> what are you doing? Well, just from the top. John got so excited. He's been on the ham and cheese toasties in the bar, enjoying the, what were you on, mojitos or something like that? I'll tell you what, oh, the CEO had a really nice tie on. It was really good, mate. Yeah. You, the, you would have liked it. And a beautiful moustache as well. Comb over. Just, I'm not even going to go. Through. I'm not even going to go. I'm, I'm not just going to read out an article, but check it out. There's some great points from Shane McLe- Shane McLeod, from Terry Walsh, um, from Siggy Eichmann about the state of the game, potential rule changes. Um, the thing that's just sticking in my mind there, John, is Terry Walsh, Walsh um, saying hockey eights would be a good idea on on full size fields and. I'm not quite there with him on that. Um, a very <laughs> oh, well, very well spread um, and uh, in-depth piece by Ashley Morrison on NotTheFootyShow.AshleyMorrisonMedia.com. Feeling the pinch, you'll find uh, at NotTheFootyShow on the socials, and you'll get a link to that. Very, very more inter- than just a metaphor. That one, Matt. Very interesting piece relating to. Um, exec boards and cost of flying and where where we lie for the future of, of hockey under the current regime. An equally interesting um, response from a gentleman called Simon, um, who seems to, seems to be very knowledgeable um, about the inner workings and where and was certainly very aware of. Things that have been reported and things that have happened over the past 18 months, two years um, with hockey, in particular things at FIH level, exec committees, um, pro and league And it goes events lower and, than that, and, and, too. And like, um, there's there's, there's spider's fa- webs, mate. They are a spider web. It's, it's, it's really fascinating stuff. And also some comments on Congress and voting and the position of India within it all. And, of course... Dr. Batra as well, uh, and we've got elections coming up at the end of the year and uh, how that's all going to pan out. And um, We're going to go a bit more in depth next week. We've got a fascinating interview coming up for you and uh, looking forward to that. We won't share too much about that. You'll have to check out episode 142 next week. If you're just listen, listening to this on the web, you can subscribe to us. Find your favourite podcast app or just search on your phone. There'll be one on there somewhere. And search out the reverse stick. Please do subscribe. If you can rate and review and do all that sort of stuff, we'd appreciate that too. You're listening to the reverse stick, the global hockey podcast. Uh, you've carried the uh, the weight today, mate. I uh, think I wrote the intro and yep. just um, 
responded to That's you. That's all right. That's all good. Uh, did you make some comments online about the Investec sponsorship being gone for uh, GB well, Paul, Hockey, in particular the women's, I mean, women's hockey? Other, other people. It was announced. Did, and um, I love to. We love to champion big sponsorship deals that are happening. Any and, sponsorship and, deal. Yeah. You know, apart from covers covers rifles and crazy. Oh, no, they're, they're, and, no that, those sponsors are. Ours. That's the, yeah, that's it. Exclusive. Look, if you're thinking about picking up the phone, whoever you are out the, around the world, no, no, no. They only deal with hockey and with us, with the fiscally responsible pro league. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, Investec walked away after nine years, I think, involved with GB hockey, which ain't great, but. These, but that's these, a long time for a sponsor yeah, in fantastic the modern support. era. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a long time. And let's and look, face it, if it's it did, hard to tell whether maybe they're feeling the pinch. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, yeah. They just can't afford it. Is it a reflection on the game, or is it a reflection on the time? No, nah, I think I think it's probably poor timing if a contract is ending and it and you're going yep. to renew it this time. Very hard to to um, convince your investors that it's a good idea to be signing sponsorship contracts at this time. How many uh, sponsors are jumping off Liverpool, Matt? Or how many sponsors have you're so- come? You're talking about well, so- see, the only or- way, well. In some ways, the only way you can possibly mention or possibly measure it within the current climate is by looking at what's happening elsewhere. Which other sponsors are, have deals coming up or might be in negotiation? Because well, as you mentioned, that's a good point. Was it due for re or are they dropping out or well, whatever? The, well, the, deal, the deals they, um, they have with soccer is that particularly in, in Northern Europe with their seasons, June the 30th is kind of their deadline. That's when player contracts finish, when coaches' so when contracts finish, stuff and sponsorship stuff will, will come around there. So if you're locked into a two-year so deal, you're, you're in So Investec have only, discre- only said that they're going to end it at a certain date or that it's cut off right now? I don't think it will be something that cut off it. Maybe it's just come to the, nat- the natural, natural end, end of, the, of, the the, of the contract. So, and, and then someone's gone, we, we're yeah, now announcing we don't have Investec in... And we don't, yeah, and and so they're they're the sort of metrics you need to take into account when nine, nine, like you said, nine years is fantastic. It's a great investment from one company. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when the Hockey Roos were riding on the crest of a wave of, um, you know, gold medals at the Olympics and had Qantas, the national carrier, as it was seen there, the airline, and uh, Qantas dropped them. At yeah. the height of their powers, yeah, yeah. the height. Now, why and why, I don't know. I'm not going budgets, to go into it's just it. Budget, budgets, isn't it? You know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's well, all. Well, they jumped it, on board other things, haven't they? So you, you just don't know how sometimes these things work, and sometimes things are the flavour of the month. Yep, yep, yep. You know, can't doubt and that. that money's you know. got to go to the flavour of the month. It's it's it, it gets harder and harder and harder and harder to do it. Um, That's not know, to make excuses, though, Matt. Maybe it is a case of. The sport's just not delivering enough to warrant that level do, of well, investment. Here's the thing: Do we get enough enough eyes on our sport, and we and we know that we don't? Television we, screens. And we well, we try and try and try and try, but the reason we have poor quality production, which has been quite frankly woeful um, with with pro league in the main, um, and I'm talking about the whole package of of, of production. Um, why would you want to be involved with it, particularly as a, as, as a sponsor? It, it reflects the number of people that watch the game. We don't have enough eyes on it, so you ain't going to get the top quality coverage, unfortunately, boys and girls. Been some interesting conversations, too, about where you aim these sorts of sponsorships at. And very often these... 
things are split up into demographics so it becomes almost like a top end and bottom end of town sort of thing or the middle ground or whatever you might like to say and um you know you look at it you look at a sport or industry sport motorsport let's call it motorsport Matt. okay motorsport now it's very easy to look at formula one and say Oh, well, look, it's the top end of town. It's the Longines, it's the, you know, the top end of town brands. Rolex watches, whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. But the fact is that what motorsport is actually built on is STP or it's it's the blokes or uh, people mi- mi- in their mi- garages. Michelin Pirelli. Well, it's the people yeah, yeah. in their garages buying the products they need because they're invested in the sport they believe in. Oh, no, but it, but it, no, but it's association of brand, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah. But they're, they're the guys but you, are, you can buy you can buy a Michelin tire. Um, okay, it's if not you the go same to way. an F one event, the people no, who no, are I'm not saying take no, one home on with you. If you go to if you go to an F one event, the people in the really expensive seats at the top end of town are all there on tickets. The vast majority of the crowd are there because they invest in motorsport at the ground, grass oh, yeah, yeah, roots yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's generally, where, generally concrete stands, but well, that's what I mean. Is yeah. they they're invested in the sport at the very grass roots. The ones in the stand up there next to the president's purple chair, they're there because their sponsor or their bar 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 bar. I did, I the golden to, ticket. I used to do it. You know? I, used, I used to do yeah, it. Yeah, I, you I, know exactly I, what I'm we, talking we, about. We were. I, used to sell the German beer Weissteiner years ago and we'd get uh, tickets for... I'd, I'd take people around the McLaren factory at the time when they, they were sponsored by uh, Weissteiner and, and West Cigarettes. You could go into the lobby and there was just packets of cigarettes on the table you could help yourself to. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, really. Damn it. Um, Why didn't I know you then? But, um, yeah, but, um, the, the, it's... It's that association of quality. And that's it. So Weissteiner was a beer yeah. that prided itself on quality, and Formula One was quality, and McLaren was quality. And you go along to the to the events. You take people along to practice days and things like that. Nobody gave a stuff about the cars whizzing around the track. No. Meow, meow, meow. You watch it all on the TV screen. But it's it's the, the but the, the people a lot that pay money, the money. A lot of money goes exactly, into it. A the lot people of money. that actually pay yeah. the money and get just these to be trackside, to just to uh, get the pit pass. Yep, they're sitting on the far corner watching a car go past every 3.4 seconds yeah, yeah. at 180 kilometres an yeah. hour. And that's where the grassroots is important. And, you look and at that's each... where you get growth from. You... And that's where you create and generate wealth. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thought. But it doesn't, but it doesn't need to necessarily be wealthy people at the grassroots. That's right. And there needs to be enough people. Engaged people. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, episode 141. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Are we at the end? We're at the end, John. I'll press the outro music and put the Honestly, we are experiencing the great podcast flood of 2020, John. Um, it's quite incredible, the number. I've, I'm, I'm gargling, a, Matt. I'm about, gargling. I'm about, Can't get enough I'm about in. 70 hours behind on my listening at the moment, because I'm not driving anywhere, so I'm not listening to as many pods, and it's rude to... Have that on when you're talking to your family at home in lockdown, isn't it? Well, um, it is. You're homeschooling your kids, so they must be about um, no, second-year university by now. Still, hey, yeah, I'm not <laughs> that good. Um, they're jelling up on the Shut the Box and the Crokinole, the latest Canadian Crokinole. board game in the house. Loving that. 
Um, Great stuff. I wish I could be loving my hockey, but uh, I'm, I'm, in fact, tomorrow I'm going to go next to our club rooms and hit a ball around, and I'm going to hit it really bloody hard, John. Really hard. Catch you next week for the Fiscally Responsible Proline. There out. I've got, I ain't got nothing. Done it all today. I've had about twenty-eight margaritas. I think it's about time that we let the sun set on the People's Republic. Mm.